0: Ladies and gentlemen, the following segment of the podcast is presented exclusively by Hillsdale College. Now, in its 175th year, Hillsdale is a truly independent institution where learning is prized and intellectual enthusiasm is valued. Thank you for listening, and my sincere appreciation to Hillsdale for their sponsorship. This is the best of Mark Levin. Merry Christmas. He's here.
1: He's here.
0: 877381381. Well, this first hour we're going to focus exclusively on Nancy Pelosi and her comments. Now, I've said from the beginning what the Senate needs to do is dismiss the charges that come over from the House. I hear Ken Starr said the same thing today. Well, Ken Starr' is right, uh, Better late than never. But apparently that's not what McConnell's going to do. Nancy Pelosi's conduct is appalling. From beginning to end, she's orchestrated this. You had some big national hosts and TV hosts who were going on and on about how Nancy Pelosi can't keep her leftists in line, about how Nancy Pelosi was actually trying to save her majority, and Nancy Pelosi, Nancy Pelosi played them. I never, ever said that. Because I know what a reprobate she is. Nancy Pelosi will do anything for power, anything. It's the same thing with this Horowitz, this Michael Horowitz, the IG, who was appointed by Obama. When the Comey decision came out, the Horowitz decision, that there wasn't enough there to really charge him with anything, I knew that he was a joke too. It's not to say they won't come up with something. How can you not? But they won't go where they need to go. And so I don't try to mislead you, I don't try to excite you, I don't try to provoke you by saying, wait for this, wait for that, wait for this. I do the opposite. I say what they ought to do, what the Attorney General ought to do, what the U.S. Attorney ought to do. I have no control over whether they do it or not. But Nancy Pelosi has destroyed the impeachment clause in the House of Representatives. When you heard this clown professor from the University of North Carolina tell you that this phone call that Donald Trump had, if that's not impeachable, nothing is, he demonstrated right there and then that he's either the dumbest guy to ever teach law or he is dishonest, or both. I have a couple of questions for you as we lead into Pelosi. When John Adams arrested journalists and put them in prison. When John Adams suspended habeas corpus. Oh, he did. Should he have been impeached? Is that worse than the Trump phone call? When Abraham Lincoln suspended habeas corpus. Unilaterally. When Abraham Lincoln shut down 300 newspapers. When Abraham Lincoln imprisoned journalists. For whatever the reason, were those impeachable offenses? Were those acts worse than Donald Trump's phone call? When Woodrow Wilson resegregated the government, he was a racist and a segregationist. When Woodrow Wilson put journalists in prison, when Woodrow Wilson put Debs in prison, that is, people who disagree with him, including socialists. Was that worse than Donald Trump's phone call? When Franklin Roosevelt rounded up 120,000 Japanese Americans and Americans of Japanese descent and put them in internment camps in the interior of the country and stole their private property, issuing a military order. Was that worse Than Donald Trump's phone call? When Franklin Roosevelt unleashed the IRS. Against Walter Annenberg's. Excuse me. Moses Annenberg's. Philadelphia Inquirer. And had him audited. When he unleashed the IRS. Against Gannett. When he unleashed the IRS. Against his political opponents. Huey Long. And against former officials. Including Former Treasury Secretary Mellon. Was that worse than Donald Trump's phone call? Even Dwight Eisenhower today, when he rounded up one million illegal aliens in an operation called Operation Wetback and sent them over to the southern border, today would that be worse than Donald Trump's phone call? When John Kennedy slept with an East German spy. A 17-year-old intern. A mob boss's girlfriend. When he unleashed the IRS against conservative groups that opposed him. When he shared FBI files with Ben Bradley, among others. Was that worse than Donald Trump's phone call? When Lyndon Johnson used the CIA to spy on the Goldwater campaign. When Lyndon Johnson used the FBI to tap the phone lines of civil rights activists at the Atlantic City Democrat Convention, including Martin Luther King, when he tapped the phone lines of other individuals with whom he disagreed, his own vice president who was running for president at the time, Hubert Humphrey, because he wanted to know what he really thought and was going to say about the Vietnam War. And when Lyndon Johnson lied to get us into the Vietnam War, was that worse than Donald Trump's phone call? When Barack Obama Unleash the IRS against scores of conservative groups, Tea Party groups, to prevent their influence, to shut them down. When Barack Obama unleashed the FBI against the Associated Press, against James Risen of the New York Times, against James Rosen of the Fox News Channel. Was that worse than Donald Trump's phone call? And I can go up and down the list. They're all far worse than Donald Trump's phone call. Donald Trump didn't do anything. Obstruction of Congress, obstruction of justice. I was really shocked to hear two legal analysts on Fox, including one dear friend. Who essentially said that whatever Congress wants, Congress gets. When Congress issues a subpoena, the subpoena must be honored. That's not the way it's worked for most of American history. As I posted earlier this morning, show me in the Constitution where that's the case. They're supposed to be co equal branches. What used to happen prior to the last few decades is Congress was very stingy about the number of subpoenas it issued against a president in his White House in order to prevent a constitutional confrontation. Because there's serious balancing issues that one must take into consideration because the Constitution doesn't say who wins and who loses. Professor Turley has said, as Professor Dershowitz says, that you got to go to court and let the court resolve it. That's a perfectly legitimate answer. I don't agree with it. But so what? But the alternative view, which they seem to espouse, and others, is that if Congress doesn't get what Congress demands, that's an impeachable offense. Now, we know that's not the case. We know there's executive privilege. We know there's attorney-client privilege. We know there's separation of powers. We know there are co-equal branches. We know there's checks and balances. The Constitution doesn't create an all-powerful Congress or House of Representatives, no matter who controls it. The founders, like the framers, were just as concerned about mobocracy as they were about monarchy. There's been no talk about mobocracy, and yet that's what we're facing today. Not monarchy, but mobocracy. This president has been treated worse, worse than any president in American history. When it comes to subpoenas, when it comes to the courts, when it comes to this impeachment process, no president has ever been treated like this. Not Andrew Johnson, which is considered the worst case of overreach by a Republican Congress against a sitting president. No president has been denied basic due process rights, as I've said which are born not in the Constitution, not in federal criminal codes, but in the Magna Carta in 2015, working its way to today. The framers of your Constitution knew what was in the Magna Carta. The framers of your Constitution studied the British Parliament, the British monarchy, looked at English common law for direction. Is that what the legal analysts do today? Is that what Congress is doing today? No. Not in the least. And so they're looking for reasons to remove a president. Whether it was the non disclosure agreements involving campaign finance laws, whether it was the special counsel and his report, whether it was the overarching claim of Russia collusion with the Trump campaign. Whether it was the whistleblower, whether it is Ukraine, it's absurd. And so with these subpoenas being machine-gunned against the President of the United States and his administration, he challenges them. And they're using that as a basis for impeachment. There was one gentleman on the Democrat side, I wish I remembered his name, who said to the professor's, Has there ever been a case where a president of the United States has issued a blanket refusal to provide witnesses or documents to Congress? They all said no. It's interesting, though, isn't it? Then a response to that Democrat congressman, none of them said, but there's never been a case of a star chamber, of a railroad kangaroo court, of a show trial like this either. Which is why the President of the United States refuses to participate. And when the President of the United States wants to participate, you don't allow it. That is calling certain witnesses, like the phony whistleblower. Excluding the Republicans, the minority, from an effective substantive role in the process. This has never been done before, ever. Not even when they've impeached federal judges. Now this is the foundation I'm laying because after the break we will go to Nancy Pelosi who will mumble and stumble her way through a speech that was in part written for her about your constitution. And as I said yesterday, it's really precious to hear people who do not believe in our constitution, who are committed to an ideology and a party, that seeks to destroy our Constitution at every turn. The First Amendment, Second Amendment, Fourth, Fifth Amendments, Ninth, Tenth Amendments, the Electoral College, I can go on and on and on. They do not revere the Constitution. Some days they accuse the writers of the Constitution of being white slave owners who are to be ignored forevermore creating a DNA, even in you, modern American people, of racism. You are the progeny of slaveholders, even though most of you weren't even here, your ancestors. Doesn't matter. And yet now they pretend to stand up for the Constitution. Really? So how many constitutionalists will they support for the Supreme Court? None. They will only support radical leftists who will use and abuse their position to destroy the Constitution. Nancy Pelosi has done that. Nancy Pelosi's act is an act of a rogue speaker. She is fascistic. I've said it over and over again. And now she makes a declaration that we have no choice but to go forward with impeachment. What a complete sleazeball. And history, forget about me, will well note that she's a sleazeball. I'll be right back. Mark
1: Lovin.
0: As we celebrate the Christmas and holiday season, we often pause to consider our many blessings. Hillsdale College thanks you for loyalty as it celebrates 175 years of blessings. Now, since 1844, Hillsdale has held fast to its mission to provide the kind of education essential to preserving free government. And for decades... The college has extended its educational mission on behalf of liberty through a variety of outreach programs. Perhaps you receive Primus for free every month or have taken one of Hillsdale's excellent free online courses or have attended one of Hillsdale's free regional events. You know of Hillsdale's refusal to take even one penny of government money. Now, this independence allows the college to focus on promoting its core principles learning character, faith, and freedom without government interference. So during this season of blessings, Hillsdale thanks you for your partnership in extending its mission to the country. Merry Christmas from Hillsdale College. And to learn more, visit levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. You're listening to the best of The Mark Levin Show. Have a very Merry Christmas. I told you last night, I guess. I've been all over the Bongino report today. It's doing a hell of a job. And I suggest you take a look at it, too, as well as the other sites. If you just want the pablum and regurgitation from Nancy Pelosi, you'll get that from a lot of the other news aggregators or certain legal analysts over and over and over again. But uh, Bongino has a very, very fresh, bright, substantive site. doesn't even have naked women on it, Mr. Producer. So that might upset some people. All right, let's go to uh, Pelosi now. Pelosi is the anti-Jefferson, the anti-Madison, the anti-Washington. That's George Washington. She's fascistic. Cut one, go.
2: Let us begin where our founders began in 1776.
0: Actually, our founders didn't begin in 1776. Uh, That was the second Continental Congress that met. There had been a first Continental Congress. And they did meet in Philadelphia. And she's talking about the meeting that resulted in the Declaration of Independence. But the independence of the nation began many years before that. But because she's an idiot, she doesn't know that. Uh, She must not have heard of the Boston Tea Party. She must not have heard of the Stamp Act, the Townsend Act. She must not have heard of a lot of stuff. The Midnight Ride of Paul Revere. So our founding didn't begin in 1776. I guess we should be thankful, though. Because she doesn't say it began in 1619 with slavery, either. She must not be reading her New York Times 10th grade edition. But that's why we're going to have fun with this, because she's an ignoramus. Speaker of the House is a big mouth with nothing substantive to say. And the morons who work on her staff know nothing about American history. We're going to have fun, and we're going to have pushback. I hope you'll stick with me. We'll be right back. At Hillsdale, faith and learning are integrated toward God, because He is the first authority. Folks, if you've ever wondered why I love Hillsdale College, now you know. Visit hillsdale.edu, that's hillsdale.edu, for more information. Hillsdale College, pursuing truth and defending liberty since 1844. Remember, that's hillsdale.edu, hillsdale.edu. This is Mark Levin wishing you a very Merry Christmas. Now back to the best of me.
1: From the show, we have a special number you can call to reach him 877 381 3811.
0: The Stamp Act 1765, the Townsend Acts 1767, the Boston Massacre 1770, the Boston Tea Party 1773, the Coercive Act 1774, critically, Lexington and Concord 1775. The British attacked various coastal towns, 1775 and 1776. Now, it's true, of course, that in the Second Continental Congress, the colonies got together, sent representatives to Philadelphia. We know the story. But it didn't begin in 1776. 1776 was the culmination of what was taking place to the colonists, particularly in New England. Pelosi has no idea what she's talking about. She's an absolute ignoramus. But let's go ahead. Cut one, go.
2: Let us begin where our founders began in 1776. When in the course of human events, it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve... The political bonds which have connected She can them.
0: barely read Thomas Paine. Her dentures are, are, are falling out of her head. Go ahead.
2: With another. With those words...
0: No, 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 I, no, 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 no. There were more words than that. Now, if a conservative had read that, what you'd be hearing tonight is, is she suggesting that people take up arms against the government? Because that's what Thomas Paine was suggesting. That's what he was urging. Is that what she's suggesting? I told you she's an ignoramus. For a big government progressive who believes in a massive centralized leviathan and believes their work is only 10% done, to be quoting Thomas Paine is about as moronic as it gets. That's like radical progressive professors trying to interpret the Constitution for us.
2: Go ahead. ...justly began our Declaration of Independence from an oppressive monarch for, among other grievances, the king's refusal to follow rightfully passed laws. In the course of today's How come event- she
0: doesn't mention because of taxation, Mr. Producer? She's never going to mention that. Because our federal income tax rate is far higher than anything the uh, British king had ever imposed on, the, uh, on his subjects. How come she doesn't mention the right to bear arms? Do you think our founders would have put up with her position on gun control and gun confiscation? See, this is the problem when you have these clowns, these radical progressives, who pretend to wrap their crazy-ass agenda in the Constitution.
2: Go ahead. It becomes necessary for us to address, among other grievances, the president's failure to faithfully execute the law.
0: Which law did the president fail to faithfully execute? Name one. None. Not a single one. She can't name them. He <laughs> abused the <of> power. <laughs> no, no, no. Put your teeth back in your head. Stop reading your fortune cookies and tell us. Which one? There aren't any. Go ahead.
2: When crafting the Constitution, the founders feared the return of a monarchy.
0: No, they and... also feared tyranny generally. They talked about faction, which is what you're seeing in the House. They talked about mobocracy, which is what you hear the Democrats running on. We're going to get rid of the electoral commons! That's Elizabeth Warren. And on and on. They supported a republic, a republican form of government, which these people oppose.
2: They oppose it. Go ahead. And having just fought a war of independence, they specifically feared the prospect of a king president corrupted by foreign influence. No, no, they
0: they feared a potentially corrupt legislature, which is why it's bicameral, which is why there are specific responsibilities granted In Article 1 and other parts of the Constitution, they feared an overly powerful centralized government. And so they sought to limit some of a president's powers. They established, created a president. There wasn't one before. They never thought the courts would be as powerful as they are today. The courts are enormously powerful. You won't find that in the Constitution either. As a matter of fact, you'll find the Supreme Court in the Constitution by name, but the other federal courts are created by Congress and the president. It wasn't just about presidential power, being concerned that we not create a monarch. They didn't want to create a democracy either, a mobocracy. They wanted a republic. The radical progressives want both a monarchy and a mobocracy. They want a mobocracy to hand them the monarchy, just a modern form of monarchy. A monarchy, we call it Marxist socialism.
2: Go ahead. During the Constitutional Convention, James Nancy, when was the
0: Constitutional Convention held? When did it begin and when did it end? How many delegates stayed for the whole thing? Which delegates voted for it? Which delegates voted against it? Can you tell us? Who was Roger Sherman? Who was Livingston? Can you tell us any of these things, Nancy Pelosi? She doesn't have the foggiest idea. All the fog is between her ears. No idea no reporters have any idea. No legal analysts have no idea. None of them. None of them.
2: Go ahead. The of the Constitution warned that a president might betray his trust to foreign powers, which might prove fatal to the republic. Another founder, Governor Morris, feared that a president may be bribed by a greater interest to betray his trust.
0: And Madison feared that If the bar for impeachment is low, too low, that the presidency would be neutered and be nothing more than a figurehead responsive to Congress, particularly the House of Representatives. How come she doesn't cite that from Madison's notes? They're right there. It's right there. It's in Madison's notes. How do I know? Because I read it. That's how I
2: know. Go ahead. Emphasized that this magistrate is not the king. The people are the king. They therefore created a constitution... The people are the
0: king. Didn't the people vote for this president, Mr. Producer? Didn't we follow the constitutional process through the electoral college that they want to eliminate? Go ahead.
2: ...remedy to protect against a dangerous or corrupt leader. Impeachment. Impeachment. Unless the Constitution contained an impeachment provision, one founder warned, a president might, quote, spare no effort or means whatsoever to get himself reelected. Similarly, George Mason.
0: Isn't that exactly what the House is doing? Look at the structure of impeachment in the Constitution, ladies and gentlemen. The House is turned over every two years, and they were very worried about this. They went back and forth on whether there should be impeachment, and they concluded, they persuaded themselves that there ought to be impeachment. Fine. There were impeachment of cabinet members or inferior officers to the king. So they, they looked back and they understood this. But look at the elaborate system they set up because of people like Nancy Pelosi. That's what they feared. Faction, mobocracy. They talked about this in the very notes that somebody cherry-picked for her and of which she doesn't discuss. This is why you have a trial in the Senate. That's why the last word isn't the people's house. The house. With all the gerrymandering, you know, the people's house. That's why you have a trial in the Senate, which was not considered the people's house at the time. It was considered the house that represented the state legislatures. Not anymore. That's why they had a supermajority bar on whether you can convict a president and remove him from office. Two-thirds. That's why they put the chief justice in charge of the trial. He's only in charge of trials involving presidents, not judges or inferior officers. They put protections in place in the Constitution relating to impeachment to protect us from Nancy Pelosi and her damn party
2: go ahead that a president who procured his appointment in his first instance through improper and corrupt acts might repeat his guilt
0: now this is and- fascinating to me fascinating to me by the way what's with her voice she been smoking cigars or something well what's with the voice putting her mouth over a car's muffler or something. Now, I talked about this the other day. They cite George Mason. George Mason was a tremendous man. He wrote the Virginia Declaration of Rights, the precursor to the Declaration of Independence, about a month earlier, of which Thomas Jefferson borrowed. And that's fine, because they both borrowed from John Locke. They admit it. They didn't invent the wheel. They understood what they were trying to do. But George Mason, as I mentioned the other day, voted against the Constitution. He voted against the Constitution. He was a delegate who stayed the whole time. George Mason owned slaves, even though he wanted to eliminate slavery. George Mason supported Article 5, Convention of States. That's his language. George Mason put that language. Article 5, Convention of States, in the Constitution, recommended it two days before the end of the Constitutional Convention. She's citing George Mason. She doesn't have a half-assed idea what the hell she's talking about or who the hell she's quoting. But don't worry. The legal analysts out there don't understand it either, let alone the hosts and the anchors and the newsrooms and the reporters, all of whom are half-wits.
2: Go ahead. ...to power... During the debate over impeachment at the Constitutional Convention, George Mason also asked, shall any man be above justice?
0: George Mason also proposed the language of maladministration for the basis of impeaching a president. And Madison objected that it was a bar too low, a standard too ambiguous. That the basis for impeaching a president must be grave and the body politic must support it. Why is she quoting George Mason? Why is she bouncing between Madison and George Mason and Governor Morris and so forth and so on? Because she does what she does she lies. She lies. Her staff, her speechwriters lie. The media are there. They soak it all in, they type what she says, and they're playing it all over television tonight. You see a constitutional illiterate, an absolute historical moron, and they are quoting her left and right. With a raspy voice from smoking too many... Maybe she's smoking pot out there, Mr. Producer, you never know. Whatever works. I mean, Cory Booker, this is a big issue for him, pot... Joe Biden says, let's look into it. Now what are you talking about? Let's look into that. What's he a racist? Go ahead.
2: That man be above it who can commit the most extensive injustice. In his great wisdom, he knew that injustice committed by the president erodes the rule of law.
0: What so the hell are you talking about? You talking about the phone call? You out of your mind? Yes, she is. There ought to be a 25th Amendment for members of the House, particularly the Speaker. Maybe we need a book from psychoanalysts, a.k.a. psychiatrists and psychologists, going on and on about how Nancy Pelosi is obviously unhinged. She's a danger. Any of you uh, professionals, quote-unquote, out there, you want to write a book like that? Or just Trump? I'll be right back. Mark Levin. As we celebrate the Christmas and holiday season, we often pause to consider our many blessings. Hillsdale College thanks you for loyalty as it celebrates 175 years of blessings. Now, since 1844, Hillsdale has held fast to its mission to provide the kind of education essential to preserving free government. And for decades, the college has extended its educational mission on behalf of liberty through a variety of outreach programs. Perhaps you receive Primus for free every month or have taken one of Hillsdale's excellent free online courses, or have attended one of Hillsdale's free regional events. You know of Hillsdale's refusal to take even one penny of government money. Now, this independence allows the college to focus on promoting its core principles, learning character, faith, and freedom without government interference. So during this season of blessings, Hillsdale thanks you for your partnership in extending its mission to the country. Merry Christmas from Hillsdale College. And to learn more, visit levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. This is the best of Mark Levin. Merry Christmas. Well, we're going to carry the This is Your Life Fascistic Nancy Pelosi into the next hour because I'm using it as an occasion to raise a lot of historical issues and to expose her for the low IQ moron that she actually is. Well, let's begin. Cut to go.
2: And if we allow a president to be above the law, we do so surely at the peril of she our She sounds
0: republic. like Sharpton there. The, we do so surely. Just because she declares the president above the law doesn't make it so. Who is she? And when you look at that scam... That Adam Schiff ran. Talk about above the law. The guy rejects the Enlightenment. He rejects, I mean, every major philosopher who talks about republicanism and liberty and all these other issues in order to try and take down a president of the United States. It is she who is conducting herself as if she's above the Constitution while she rambles on incoherently, about the Constitution, of the Constitutional Convention. Maybe she forgot that the Battle of Bunker Hill actually occurred in June 1775. You look at Lexington, Concord, Bunker Hill. These were the battles, these were the big battles that led to the Revolution. It didn't just happen. They didn't just come together in Philadelphia in 1776 at the Pennsylvania Assembly House, which is now Independence Hall, and say, hey, I have an idea. Whoa, whoa. All of us slave owners here. What, what, What is it? Well, we want independence for a Good idea. Let's vote. That's all she knows. The beginning and end of it. She doesn't care about the Constitution. She doesn't care about the impeachment clause. She doesn't care what the president did or didn't do. She is diabolical. She is fascistic. She and her friendly websites and her friendly reporters and her friendly newsrooms have no comprehension of American history, of our constitutional construct, of natural law, unalienable right. None. Among other things, the revolution was fought over private property, lower taxes, representation, They created a massive bureaucracy that undermines representation. They favor massive income taxes and a wealth tax. They reject private property. They're the opposite of the American Revolution. I'll be right back. You're listening to the best of The Mark Levin Show. Have a very Merry Christmas. I don't believe I ever met Professor Alan Dershowitz in person. We certainly never had a long discussion in person. I don't even believe we've been on the same TV show. I don't remember. Maybe once a long time ago. I'm not sure it even went that well. But you want to have a fabulous Sunday night as you're winding down at 8 p.m. Eastern time. Or maybe you're winding up. Doesn't matter. Something truly different But I think it's going to be incredible. Both in terms of entertaining and substance. Alan Dershowitz and I. One on one for a full hour. 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. This Sunday. Don't miss it. On Fox. Life, Liberty and Levin. He was anxious to do the show. And I was anxious to have him. You may think you know about Alan Dershowitz. You really don't. You didn't need that panel yesterday. Certainly three of those professors. Turley was outstanding. The other three. Watch the show Sunday. Particularly given all the things that Nancy Pelosi said. It'll be worth your while. I never tell you to do anything or suggest that you do something that I don't believe is worth your while. On and on we talk about how TV, particularly cable, has gotten so ridiculous. Well, the reason I do, <coughs> excuse me, uh, the sasma. Anyway, the reason I do Life, Liberty, and Levin is because it's a one hour show, long form interview show, the kind I used to enjoy on Saturdays and Sundays when I was a kid. Now, a lot of effort is being made to now copy what I'm doing. It won't work. You, wanna, you know why, Mr. Producer? They're not me. They're not me. No brag, just fact. There he goes bragging. I'm not bragging. You have people who are hosts, but that's all they are. You can find them all over cable TV. You can find them all over network TV. You can find them all over podcasts. And then there are hosts that actually know something, who have a background, who have experienced life, who study things. And those are the ones that stand out. You don't have to believe me, believe yourself. This Sunday, I'm telling you, it's a blockbuster show Levin and Dershowitz, a full hour on the Constitution and impeachment, the President of the United States and the Speaker of the House, among other things. We'll get into other things too. Don't forget our magnificent podcast. Technology is an amazing thing, as I explain in Unfreedom of the Press and here on the air. These big media institutions are in big trouble. Comcast that owns NBC and MSNBC, just as an example. Or AT&T that owns CNN, and the others are all owned by big multinational or national corporations. That's the only way they survive. The New York Times would be out of business, but for a billionaire from Mexico. The Washington Post would be out of business, but for Amazon, Bezos, and his sweatshops. Competition is a good thing. Whether it's aggregating news, people make decisions about what kind of an audience they want to turn off and what kind of an audience they seek to lure. Talk radio, all radio, all television, all business, same thing. Same thing. I want to encourage you strongly. Even if you listen to terrestrial radio. Right now you're listening to me on the radio. Millions and millions of you all over the country. To download my podcast site. That way. If you're ever out of range of your radio station. Or if you can't listen to the show when it's being aired in your community. You're doing something. Or if I'm preempted for Illinois basketball or something like that because of some bonehead making a decision in Chicago. You can listen. You can be your own program director. Go to MarkLevinShow.com. That is the mothership website that I have. MarkLevinShow.com. There's just three clicks and you're in. Click on Audio Rewind. It's the middle, the top of the homepage. Right at the top, in the middle. That'll take you to the podcast page. Then you make another choice. Or just click one of them. You click Stitcher or Apple Podcast or Google Podcast. This may all sound foreign to you. It's no big deal. Click it. And now you download it. That's it. It's like ordering on Amazon or ordering on eBay or ordering on SD or whatever it is. It's simple. Simple, simple, simple. And when they were developing this, what did I say, Mr. Producer? Three clicks. That's it. Maybe I said two, but it's three clicks. So anybody can do I can even do it. And when it comes to this stuff, trust me, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Three clicks. I want to strongly encourage you to download the podcast platform for the Mark Levin show. And I think at some point you'll say, you know what? I like this. If we're taped delayed or we're preempted or whatever it is. We've got this impeachment stuff going on, which is an absolute silent coup. We've got an election that's taking place. It's taking place right now. And we have a whole bunch of other issues. So if you're listening to this program on terrestrial radio, on satellite radio, and we thank all of our affiliates, we love them, well, except for one. And we love our satellite folks, XM Sirius, they do a tremendous job, and the others. You might want to have this in your back pocket. Here's the thing. Let's say you go overseas, right, Mr. Producer? You can get it. Let's say you live in a cave. You can get, well, you might not have access to the Wi-Fi, but you can get it. You can get it. Technology is a wonderful thing. Don't be scared of it. It's a great thing. Then we go back to Nancy Pelosi. Nancy Pelosi. By the way, uh, let me say to the whole world, including Nancy Pelosi and her uh, misfits, I mean her staff, Nancy, if you want to come on my show and discuss the Constitution, I'd be happy to do it. You're obviously so well-schooled on this subject. You should be proud to come on the program and reach a different audience. You're pushing impeachment. You're trying to prevent the people who listen to this show from having the president they voted for. Seems to me you have at least some kind of a public responsibility to talk to us. Have you noticed that, ladies and gentlemen? They're attacking you and me. They're attacking the president we voted for. But they won't talk to us. They only talk to people who voted to, for Hillary Clinton or the Never Trumpers and those. They go on their shows. They go on their news uh, into their newsrooms, but they won't talk to us, the people who they're targeting. They're not just targeting Trump. They're targeting all of you. They're trying to deny you your franchise. I say it over and over again. 63 million people almost who voted for this president. They want to nullify your vote. Now what they want to do also in 2020 is try and cripple this president with an impeachment as he runs for re-election. This has never been done before. Ever. And then she lectures us about the Constitution. They lock her up and throw the key away. With the, co- uh, the uh, colonies. They'd say, you must be with the king. In fact, you look a little like the king. Ah, just saying. No. Cut to, Mr. Producer, go.
2: And if we allow a president to be above the law... Yes, yes. ...we do so surely at the peril of our republic.
0: Oh, thank you. In
2: America, no one is above the law.
0: No, no, of course not, except, uh, except you, apparently. Nobody's above the law, ladies and gentlemen, except all the criminals these Soros prosecutors won't charge. That's right. Nobody's above the law except for Hunter Biden. He's innocent. We're not going to look into Hunter. No, not Romania, not China, not Ukraine. Hunter Biden, no, no, no. They have all kinds of exceptions over there, the Democrat Party.
2: Go ahead. Over the past few weeks, through the Intelligence Committee working with the Foreign Affairs and Oversight Committees... The American people have heard the testimony. Now, the American
0: people have heard nothing. You had secret testimony, and then you had a bunch of clowns who were testifying, almost none of whom had first-hand information. And the individual that you pushed forward is a phony whistleblower. You won't allow the American people access. She keeps speaking for you and me, the American people. But she won't talk to you and me. She won't come on this show. She won't go on Fox. She won't go on conservative media. They keep talking to themselves, number one. Well, there are more people than them. There's others like us. We're their target. She's trying to unleash one part of the country against another part of the country. That's what she's doing. She doesn't speak for the people. They've been hiding from the people, hiding transcripts from the people, hiding witnesses from the people, working in the shadow, Schiff, his staff, Erica Chamarella, the whistleblower. He's the whistleblower as far as I'm concerned, unless he comes forward and denies it. And his uh, slip-and-fall lawyer, same thing. But then they talk for the people. We're here for the people. She also sounds like Daffy Duck, doesn't she?
2: Go ahead. Truly patriotic, career public servants, distinguished... No, I don't men. think
0: they're so patriotic. They're a cabal of left-wing bureaucrats who are on the public payroll for an awfully long time who haven't done a damn thing to help Ukraine. They sit around at these five-star restaurants. They fly around. They impress each other. They're overpaid. Oh, no, no, you don't understand, Mark. They are courageous.
2: They're patriots. i like, Trump! Go ahead. War heroes. Some of the presidents... Own- war heroes?
0: It's funny how they pick their favorite war heroes, isn't it? I can name a whole bunch of war heroes who they despise. Mike Flynn would be a perfect example. Go ahead.
2: The facts are uncontested. The president abused his power for his own personal political benefit at the expense of our national security.
0: No, 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 no. witted to the end. It was Barack melhouse Benito Obama, that lawless president, who used to rule by decree, who unleashed the IRS against American citizens. That one. He's the one who withheld military offensive weaponry from the Ukrainians when they needed it, when the Russians were invading them. Despite what the intelligence agencies were telling him. Despite what the State Department was telling him. You know, all those hero, courageous bureaucrats over there. Despite what Congress was telling him. He said, no. Not one damn penny. Matter of fact, not one plug nickel for offensive military weaponry for Ukraine to defend itself. Trump, President 2017, they get the money, they get the weapons. 2018, they get the money, they get the weapons. 2019, they get the money and the weapons. But apparently they didn't get it fast enough because a 55-day delay where Trump wanted to see if this new government was as corrupt as the prior government, he wanted to watch your resources, has now turned into an impeachable offense. That's
2: how sick these people are. Go ahead. By withholding military aid and crucial Oval Office meeting in exchange,
0: is she you know, now is she now slurring, Mr. Bedoucer? Is she now slurring her speech, Mr. Bedoucer? Is she tired or what is it? She hopped up on Xanax. What is it? I don't know. I would never say such a thing. Something's not right. Go ahead.
2: Of an investigation into his political rival.
0: Oh, oh, you can't have an investigation into his political rival. No, ladies and gentlemen, you know, Nancy Pelosi and her fellow hoods and mobsters have been investigating this president, a political rival, from the moment before he became president of the United States. Criminal investigations, congressional investigations, doesn't matter. Going after his bank accounts, going after his taxes, going after his children, going after his businesses. Oh, the emoluments clause. How many E's in emoluments? And they're investigating their political enemy. They're impeaching Trump because he's their political opponent. And she dares to say, right through her dentures, that it's Trump who's unleashing investigations against his political opponent. Isn't this a joke? This is why the Republicans are 100% united in the House of Representatives. I can't speak for the, for the goofballs in the Senate. They're drinking something different over there. But this is why this is united conservatives and Republicans like nothing else. Because we see what they're doing to the president, but even more, we see what they're doing to the presidency and the Constitution, This is lawless. It is tyrannical. It is rogue. It is a coup. And all those words define exactly what's taking place. We'll be right back. Mark Levin. This is Mark Levin wishing you a very Merry Christmas. Now back to the best of me. Uh, Nancy, may I call you Nancy? Actually, I don't want to call you Nancy. We'll call you Stretch, as we always did. Stretch. Got into a little tangle with James Rosen, formerly of Fox News, and now with what is it, One America? And uh, let's see how well that went. Go ahead.
2: Do you hate the president, Madam Speaker?
3: I don't hate anybody. Representative
2: Collins, the su- reason I You don't hate anybody, not anybody in the, in the world. world.
3: Don't, don't right. I don't did not accuse you. you. you I asked a question. Representative, representative Collins, yes, well, us suggested- let's,
0: let, let's let First, he's with Sinclair, wonderful media group. First of all, notice how thin-skinned these leftists are, particularly Nancy. May I call you Nancy? I don't want to call you Nancy. Notice how thin-skinned There, The president is viciously attacked by her, viciously attacked by every Democrat, every newscaster, every moron professor and former federal prosecutor they put on these left-wing shows. Viciously attacked. His wife is viciously attacked. His kids are viciously attacked. His son, Barron, was viciously attacked. This guy says "Do you, hate Trump, hey, hey, what are your hair? All of a sudden, her eyes go up into her heads, her fangs come out, her nails grow off her hands. I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. Let's play this again. I'll put the volume way up. Go ahead.
2: Do you hate the president, Madam Speaker? I, I don't Collins. hate anybody. Representative I don't Collins, suggest- reason, reason I We don't hate anybody, not anybody in the world. You don't, don't don't hate anybody. Hold, hold, hold. you
0: don't hate anybody in the world. I hate a lot of people in the world, don't you, Mr. Producer? Terrorists, Islamo-Nazis, mass murderers, criminals, rapists. There's a lot of people out there who deserve to be hated. Problem is Nancy Pelosi hates you and me, so she's very defensive, very thin-skinned. What's left of her skin? Oh yes, yes. Go ahead.
3: I'm accusing. I, yes, yes. I asked a question. Yes. Representative Collins yesterday suggested that the Democrats are doing this simply because they don't like the guy. I have
2: nothing to do it. Say that. I think it's an important I point. I think the president is a coward when it comes to helping uh, our, our kids who are afraid.
0: What the hell are you talking about, you more? The president is a coward. <laughs> Help me! I'm trying to pull the phraseology. The phrase. i t- I think the president is a coward when it comes to helping the kids. <laughs> Where's my laxative? I need my laxative. Paul. Paul. That's her husband. Double P. Paul Pelosi. All right. I'll be right back. This is the best of Mark Levin. Merry Christmas.
1: The Great One is on the air at 877-381-3811. I don't understand. What's to hate,
0: Mr. Perdue? What's to hate? I'm very lovable. Let me tell you a little quick story about my boy Barney, one of my doggy sons. That's what I call him. You know, uh, we adopted Barney from a no-kill shelter. Lost Dog and Cat, run by my buddy, Pam, and fantastic organization in Virginia. And uh, he's been with me eight years this month. And when we adopted him, I believe he was two or three years old. They weren't certain. He's had a hell of a tough week. He had a back operation a year after we adopted him, some disc issues. A serious operation, so for most of the day, or a good chunk of it, I've been with him uh, at the vet at the an outstanding I won't tell you who it is right now because I, I don't want to overwhelm because uh, Barney needs to be uh, addressed as I'll explain in a minute, and uh, he's lost a lot of use of his hind legs and his his back is is uh, is humped so we've tried medication and it didn't work so it was obvious there were some back issues there so today all the testing mri stuff was done and he has three areas that need to be operated on and uh, he's a little guy he's like 19 pounds 20 pounds tops And so that will occur on Saturday. <clears throat> Saturday morning. Two to four hour operation. So that. Is much of what we've been doing this afternoon. And uh, he arrived home. Literally at the break. Uh, and my wife and I have to kind of fence him off. You know he's not allowed to walk that much and so forth. So. uh I'm a little anxious, to be honest with you. You don't need to call about it. I, uh, those of you who love dogs and have dogs or had dog, you know, or, or cats or whatever, you know what I'm talking about. So a little nervous about this. He is my buddy through thick and thin. Amac, the Association of Mature American Citizens, is the fastest-growing 50-plus organization in America. Now over two million conservative members strong and. I'm one of them, and I've been one of them. AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we constitutional conservatives care about. More than talk, AMAC fights. A full-time presence in Washington, AMAC pushes back against reckless spending, disasters like Medicare for All, and the expanding reach of the federal government. The collective voice of AMAC is brought to local congressional districts by hundreds of AMAC delegates, and as a member, you can personally get involved by finding one of the many nationwide AMAC chapters. Now, beyond advocacy, joining AMAC gives you a lot of personal benefits. You have access to a wealth of discounts and benefits, including car insurance, travel discounts, cell phone plans, and a hell of a lot more. And if that's not enough, you'll get AMAC's bi-monthly magazine. It's beautiful. It's got a ton of useful information in there, full of insightful articles on issues that matter most to we conservatives, I'm an AMAC member. You should be too. The cost is really de minimis. Join today at amac.us. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S. Some of you are members of the AARP. You don't want to join them. Maybe you like the discounts and benefits. AMAC has tremendous discounts and benefits, and they're not lobbying Congress against you. So don't support liberal agendas with the other 50-plus organization. Join AMAC. AMAC.US. A-M-A-C dot U-S. Why don't we take a call? Do we have any irregular Americans, Mr. Producer? Do we have regular patriotic Levinites? Vanessa, New York, the great W-A-B-C, Go!
4: Hi, Mark. Thank you. It is such an honor to speak to you. Um, Thank I've you. been listening to you since actually you're the reason I went to law school. I'm gonna flat out say it. My husband's been listening to you for years. He's a soldier in the American Army, leaving employment oh, wow. in yeah, in January over to uh, the Middle East. So we're getting ready for that. but um but I'm calling just because I'm a Hispanic American. I'm born and raised in New York. But I'm a lawyer, like Ed, and what's really going on in our country is so scary to me. Um, I'm also a new mom, so seeing, you know... This wow, you're progressive... terrific. <laughs> Thanks. I, I try. <laughs> but, you know, seeing what's going on with this progressive agenda, it's really disheartening. Um, it worries me, as, you know, what what is, what is this country going to be like when, you know, my daughter grows up because... America is the greatest nation that ever was and should ever should stand. And what the Democrats are doing to dismantle the Constitution and God forbid, I couldn't even listen to Nancy Pelosi for more than five minutes today mm-hmm. with her comments about um the founding fathers and being con- oh goodness I can't even. But uh, you know it's it's really disheartening. And but listening to your show and hearing all the other callers call in and being supportive of our president and what this country really stands for, it does give me hope. And I hope to, you know, instill the values that I've learned, um, things that I've learned from you, especially in the legal field. Um, I read Men in Black multiple times, and I'm going to push that. I think you need to write another one.
0: (laughs) Another one on the law? (laughs) Another one on the law, you mean?
4: Oh, yes, uh, mm-hmm. definitely. I know here I deal with a lot of the appellate division cases in New York, mm-hmm. and we just got a flip on having a very progressive court. So a lot of cases are gonna start coming down in ways that, especially where I work, are not in our favor, and it's gonna be really hard for me to do my job. But uh, but like I said, it's it's really scary, but hearing, you know, you push on, hearing your knowledge, your wisdom, it's uh, it it it's well, helped me learn so much. I, I've learned beyond things that I could have and, ever. Can do
0: me a favor. Do me a favor. Thank your husband for his service too. Oh, I will. Well, and okay. you're terrific. I really can't thank you enough. God bless you. God bless you. Jesus, Tucson, Arizona. The great K N S T. Go.
5: Mark. Uh, first of all, it's an honor. It's an honor, my friend, to speak to you uh, i hear you every night um I'm watch you as much as i can uh i feel bad for your dog i just put down my dog a oh. few months back she had cancer all my dogs are refuse. i have four now and they're all little yelpy dogs uh and i sometimes hear and i could be imagining this but hear your dog's barking in the back No,
0: that's that's barney and marty and their deer around here because you're not allowed to kill them you know you only have to hit them with your car and where uh, you got to wrestle them to the ground. And, um, yeah, they, they bark, and these are liberal deer, and my dogs are concerned. They can't stand the liberal deer trespassing and eating our grass.
5: Well, well there you go, but that's what it's all about. Unlike I mean,
0: humans who trespass and smoke grass.
5: Border deer. <laughs> exactly. Uh, anyhow, I, I just, with all that said, you know... I, I think Jordan, uh, Nunes, uh, Gates, they all have it down. Everything that they accuse everybody of being uh, now mm-hmm. we're to this king status, this dictatorship status. It's exactly what they're doing.
6: Mm-hmm. With the
5: way that they're running this kangaroo court, it's exactly what they're doing. They're, they're doing everything they're accusing uh, Donald Trump of wanting to be how he wants to run this country, what he wants to do. You know, these people were in power for eight years, okay? And one thing I didn't call, tell the screener was when, when I started with this, I, I thought Barack Obama was a rock star. My wife thought I was crazy. Mm-hmm. But you know what? It is what it is. With all that said, everything they achieved... so, so what
0: changed you from Barack Obama to a liberty-loving American?
5: Oh, God, just uh, in eight years— I mean, no. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I, I was all with Bush with the, during the 9/11. Uh, you know, that whole agenda there was was tremendous for America, for us to unite, to come together. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the first uh, few years of Obama, I still there was still a uh, hope, for change. I guess if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. But then, when you started seeing that next four years, when you started seeing the true quick pulls of I'll have more leverage uh, once I get into office. What we know now of what our military was like when he left, how he left us, when you see the America. You know, my father was an immigrant. He died at 96 years old. My older older brothers are Trump supporters. Uh, Mm -hmm. I'm a Trump supporter. Uh, You realize that these people want to turn our beautiful America that so many people have died for Mm -hmm. over and over, all these years have died to to keep free. They want to turn it into a dictatorship, into communism, Mm -hmm. into socialism. They, They want to destroy the last free place on earth because Europe is gone. I don't care what anybody says, Europe is gone. Mm -hmm. And if it does make a comeback, it's probably a generation or more away before it even makes a new comeback. But this is the last standing place that's free. Mm -hmm. And these people want to hold on to it. I mean, they're old and they're rich, and that's all they care about. They did their time. They're on their way out. They could care less. And now this new group wants to make it even worse than the group that's leaving it behind.
0: Jesus, I want to thank you. Brilliant call. You're a great patriot. Same to your family, and I appreciate it. We'll be right back.
1: Mark Levin.
0: You're listening to the best of the Mark Levin Show. Have a very Merry Christmas. Great callers, I must say. Let's continue, shall we? Bill Richardson, Texas, the great WBAP, go.
6: Hello, Mark, and howdy from Texas. Howdy, sir. <laughs> I think you might have—I uh, think you might have once lived here.
0: I lived in Richardson, right outside of Dallas. For about a half year, give or take, worked at Texas Instruments briefly, very briefly, out of law school before I moved on to uh, the Reagan administration. Was thinking about moving to Plano, Texas, which was really nothing back then when I was 22 years old or so. And now it's almost like a uh, metropolis out out there, which is wonderful.
6: Well, I'll tell you what, we've grown uh, immensely since that time, Mm -hmm. and uh, you're welcome back here.
0: Dallas was a Republican city back then, by the
6: way. Yeah, uh, it was, and uh, we had the 84 Republican Convention. I was a volunteer back then, and uh, I'll tell you what, it's, uh, it's, you know, wonderful. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to get to my point. Uh, I've been a lawyer for over 32 years. I've Mm -hmm. had several mentors in my lifetime. Uh, several of whom have passed away. You're my new mentor. Oh, thank and, you. And uh, being uh, in my late 50s and everything else, I'm semi-retired, but but guess what? Uh, I don't think there's anything wrong with having another mentor. So, having well, that's
0: very on, kind of you. Thank you.
6: Yeah. So having said that, I want to get to my point. The Democrats, from what I can tell uh they've they've gone from one pivot to another. Uh, first, it was pretty quote quo, you know, and then the next thing it was bribery and everything else. It looks as if they're trying to hang their hat right now on this uh, abuse of power. And that's a big nebulous cloud that can encompass a whole lot of things. And if they want to go that route, I would say that they're setting a bad precedent because y- you look at what abuse of power is. Mm-hmm. Um, you can go back to Obama when he had Republican uh, Republican House of Representatives and Republican mm-hmm. Senates, and he was just issuing executive orders right and left circumventing those guys and— um, and they could have uh, they could have brought up articles in, uh, of impeachment on him.
0: All and right, my friend, I appreciate it. Don't get mad at me. I got to keep moving. We got a full board. I want to thank you very very much for your kind call. By the way, for the liberals who are keeping count based on race, the caller before was a woman, Hispanic, married to a person in the military. Right, Mr. Biddett? Does it kind of blow up all their stereotypes? I think it does. Computer systems in cars are the new normal, from electronically controlled transmissions to touch screen displays to dozens of sensors. But all, and by the way, so was Jesus. By my last understanding and calculation, he was Hispanic. Latinx, as my Puerto Rican call screener likes to remind me, we all talk now about, you know, where we're from. Oh, look at this, my Romanian friend. Anyway, computer systems in cars are the new normal, from electronically controlled transmissions to touchscreen d- displays to dozens of sensors. But all this advanced tech is expensive to fix if and when it breaks, because it will. And that's why I have CarShield on our 2010 Camaro. CarShield has affordable protection plans <clears throat> excuse me, that can save you thousands for a covered repair including computers, GPS, electronics, and more. CarShield has helped over 1 million customers. Over a million. So drive with confidence knowing you got coverage from America's number one auto protection provider. Now, whether you have 5,000 miles or 150,000 miles on your vehicle, it's inevitable. Something's going to break. Get covered now before it breaks so you're protected with CarShield today. Call 800-CAR-6000, 800-CAR-6000, and mention code LEVIN. Or visit carshield.com. You go on the internet, carshield.com. Use the same code, LEVIN, L-E-V-I-N. LEVIN. 10% off. Either way, you get 10%. Lovin' LEVIN, that's what I used to be called, Mr. Producer. Are you aware of this? I'm lying, actually. That's carshield.com code Levin or <laughs> that's carshield.com code Levin or 800 car 6000 code Levin. A deductible may apply. So you didn't hear Mr. Producer. He said he was aware that I was called that. Did I say that all the time? Oh, I said it all the time, but nobody else. Okay, got it. Well, let's continue. Derek Colfax, Washington on the Mark Levin app. Go!
5: How are you doing? It's a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you, I'll sir. I'll make this quick. So, I feel with the hearings yesterday that the Democrats shot themselves in the foot mm-hmm. when that, that law
6: school professor brought up Barron Trump. I know my wife and many others who are mothers were just, you know, disgusted by that comment. Uh-huh. And,
0: and, it, it's really turning women. Do you know the way. Democrats are poised to nominate her as one of several potential Supreme Court nominees one day? And, and I mean, that to me is just Sigma. mind-boggling, and I can't believe such a thing. I mean, it just—to to go that low, mm-hmm. it just shows where we're at politically on that side of the aisle. It's just—it's it's disgusting. Anything so. goes with Trump. You can attack his kids— you can attack his grandkids. Anything goes. It's disgusting. Whatever you do, don't attack the kids of media personalities. Don't attack Nancy Pelosi's kids, Chuck Schumer's kids, Adam Schiff. I don't even know if he has kids. I don't know. I don't even want to think about it, to be perfectly honest with you. Procreation and Adam Schiff is not something that my mind can actually handle, ladies and gentlemen. I'll be right back. This is Mark Levin wishing you a very Merry Christmas. Now back to the best of me.
1: He's here. He's here. Now broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello America,
0: I'm Mark Levin, our number 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. It seems to be a senior citizens fight night with the Democrats. You heard Nancy Stretch-Pelosi go at it with uh, Sinclair's James Rosen, who is a wonderful reporter. And by the way, she walked into that press conference today pretending to be concerned. Didn't you see that, Mr. Producer, that look on her face? Yes. She looked more bizarre than usual, may I say. May I say, with all due respect, she had the full fascistic look. The eyeballs popping out of her head, teeth falling out of her mouth. She's a mess, may I say. Well, they can attack Barron. I think I can deal with a uh, Speaker of the House. I treat her as I would anybody who's Speaker of the House. Male, female. Right, Mr. Producer? I think everybody should be treated equally. Which brings me to Joe Biden. Now, we all know Joe Biden is a certifiable idiot. He's been a certifiable idiot since he's been on the public stage. He's a plagiarist. Cheated on an exam in college or law school. Lied about his IQ. He he can't help it. He doesn't know truth from fiction. And yet we play this game. Oh, there's lunch bucket Joe. Joe never carried a lunch bucket. Uh, anyway, he's on the malarkey. No malarkey tour. That doesn't date him, does it? I'm on the no malarkey tour. Really? I'm on the no Joe Biden tour. Nice to meet you. Anyway, there is a uh, in a citizen, citizen of Iowa, who confronts Biden. Uh, he's a little heavy, the citizen from uh, from Iowa, but so what? So what? And uh, Joe Biden goes after him and really goes after his way. Wouldn't you say, Mr. Producer? Called him fat. Biden says he didn't, but then again, Biden's memory is quite selective. Now, I should let you know that... The organization of which I am chairman, Fatties United, is going to file a formal complaint with the Federal Election Commission. Because Fatties United has had enough of people like Joe Biden. So as chairman of FU, I just want Biden to know that as chairman of FU, we are going to file a complaint against him. And FU against Biden. What do you think about that, Mr. Producer? So, Joe Biden, from FU, this is what happened today. Go.
6: But you, on the other hand, sent your son over there to get a job and work for a gas company that he had no experience with gas or nothing.
0: Now, his experience with gas, just the wrong type of gas. He's a gas bag, like, like his old man.
6: Go ahead. To get access for the, to, for the president. So, you're... You're selling access to the president just like he was. So you're a damn liar, man. That's not true. And no one has ever said that. No one well, has ever that. Me. I see no. it on the TV. You see it I on the like TV. I no, I know you do. And by the way, that's why I, I'm not sedentary. I don't. I get up and and no. let him go. Let him go. Look, the reason I'm. What
0: are you going is- to do? Hit him, Joe, Mr. Tough Guy? Look, I was on an Amtrak train, and lo and behold, there was Joe Biden. It's before announced, and I'm convinced Joe Biden used to ride that train 24-7, up and down from Washington to Boston. Hey, hey, honey, I love this train, especially the kosher hot dogs and the food truck car. Yeah, I, hey, hey. And the Lay's potato chips. I mean, that's what I get. I get the kosher hot dog, the Lay's potato chips kind of kills the point of kosher. Maybe M&M's if my wife's not looking with a Diet Coke. And there I am. I'm set. And one day I tell you, I bump into Joe Biden imagine that on an Amtrak train Joe and Dr. Biden I told you that story so I won't repeat it but there he is stressed to the T's before he announces for President of the United States anyway go ahead
6: I've been around a long time and I know more than most people know. And I can get things done. That's why I'm running. And you want to check my shape on huh? let's do push-ups together,
0: man. Let's, do, let's run. Let's do whatever you want to do. Let's do Excuse me, what does that have to do with what the man said? What does that have to do with what the man said? Let's do push-ups. Let's do push-ups. Mr. Tough Guy. He's not a tough guy. He didn't grow up in a tough neighborhood. He wasn't known as some kind of street guy. He knows nothing's going to happen. He has Secret Service protection. The guy said, okay, a-hole, I'll see you out the back. Let's do it. It would never happen. It would never happen. Meanwhile, there was Joe the other day bragging about, you know... uh, this swimming pool here, the hair on my lap, it's so grotesque. I like little kids sitting in my lap. And you go, whoa, 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 whoa. Is that a confession? Didn't Joe say today, Mr. Perdue, so that if he's called to testify before the Senate in the impeachment hearing, he won't, he won't come? He did, in fact, say that. Mr. Tough Guy, who can do push-ups. Why don't you do push-ups on the Senate floor and show all your former colleagues what a tough guy you are? Cut 13. Go. Now, say that if
6: there's a Senate impeachment trial, they might like to call you as a witness. Is that something where you would appear
0: By the way, this is uh, Ducey. He is a great reporter. I, I can't remember his first name. I'm, I'm embarrassed to say. Peter Ducey. This is a sharp kid. And he's a real reporter. And he's got guts. If the Senate calls you during its trial as a witness, will you come? This guy asks real questions, not, hey, do you think Trump should be impeached? Hey, do you think the Republicans are racist? Hey. Anyway, go ahead. Let them take your eye off the ball.
6: The president is the one who
4: has committed impeachable crimes. And I'm not going to let him The president has that.
0: committed impeachable crimes? You idiot. What crime has the president impe- uh, committed? Take the eye off the ball. Don't, don't look at me. Look at him. Don't look at that video where the quid pro quo is right there. The quid, the pro, and the quo. No. Look at him. You must be Peter Doocy. Yeah, class act, that Peter Doocy. Yeah. So now what's he going to do? Challenge everybody? Hey, I have an idea, people who see Joe Biden. Be respectful. Be civil at all times. But challenge him to push-ups. Okay. Everywhere he goes. <laughs> Every town he visits hey Joe yeah let's do push ups by the time he's done the guy will be like out of it. I mean more out of it than he is right now. Go ahead.
4: He's worried about corruption. I released twenty one years of my taxes.
0: Joe released twenty-one years of his taxes, but his son won't release his financial information in a lawsuit brought by a woman with whom he had a child. Joe, of course you released 21 years of your taxes. You've been on the public payroll for 412 years. The President of the United States actually created jobs. Didn't talk about it. The President of the United States actually created wealth. Didn't talk about it. You could release 50 years of your tax returns. Nobody cares because we know you're a joke. The President of the United States wants to protect his tax returns because he wants to protect the businesses that he was involved in in his decisions. Meanwhile, Nancy Pelosi doesn't release any of her tax returns. Adam Schiff holds secret hearings in a dungeon. I mean, I don't see these people coming forward. Do you? Wow, Joe Biden released twenty-one years. How about twenty-two years? First of all, who the hell has twenty-one years of their ta- Mr. Badu, You have twenty-one years of your taxes put away. I mean, this guy must be a hoarder. Who has twenty-one years of their taxes? How long do you have to keep it? 7, 11, whatever it is? I mean, my accountant has. I don't keep it. I don't know. Maybe he has 21 years of my tax. You can keep them. Probably all computer. I released 21 years of my tax. Yeah, and you're still a schmuck. I'll be right back.
1: Mark Levin.
0: You're listening to the best of the Mark Levin Show. Have a very Merry Christmas. My mother-in-law right now is probably having a conniption. Come on, Sylvia. Hear this? All right, put hold that right there. The music. Now, do you want to listen to that or this? Cut sixteen. Go.
4: No one has said My son has done wrong. And I did not. That's a lie. Education.
0: A lot of people have said your son has done a lot wrong. Fact: What has he done that's right? Chip off the old block. Go ahead. And no one has
6: ever said it. Not one thing were doing anything wrong. I you said, said I set up my son to work in an oil company. Didn't that what you said? Yes, I Get did. your word straight, Jack. absolutely yeah, exactly. what I read here on the on MSNBC. All you don't hear that in MSNBC. You did not hear that at all, What you heard. Look, okay, I'm not going to get in an argument with you, man. Well, yeah, you do, but, uh, but look, fat, look, here's the deal. Here's
0: the deal. He called him fat. You heard him. Look fat. Now, the campaign saying, look facts. Look facts. That doesn't even make sense. Mr. Bridges, can you roll back on this? He says, look fat. Here's the deal. Now, of course, the media don't care. They don't care. If Trump calls somebody fat or makes a motion or anything, we get three days of news. We got Media Matters and Mediaite, the Daily Beast and the Hollywood Reporter and Vanity Fair, our friend Drug. Oh, wow, he called somebody fat. Nice and loud. Everybody listen carefully. Go.
5: Look, look fat. Look.
0: look, fat. That's what he said.
5: Look, look. Now, now
0: you know why we at Fatties United, one of the great civil rights groups, have had it with this guy. And all I can say is, we would like Joe Biden to come meet with us and talk to us at FU, or try to talk to us anyway. We'd re- we'd meet him with open arms, and of course. Uh, A huge buffet, Mr. Producer. We love our buffets at FU. And sugar, all kinds of methane going on there, climate change issues, everything. doesn't matter. We love red meat, sugary desserts. Like I say, we represent fat people. I'm very proud of this. We've been working on this a very, very long time. We've been working on the airlines, too. Have I told you about this with Mr. Producer? Have you noticed, I talked about this years ago, I thought, how the airlines covertly but systematically put fat people in strategic areas on the plane just to balance it out. Have you noticed this? Oh, Yeah. You never heard of this before? You can't put all the fat people in the front of the plane, and you can't put all the fat people in the back of the plane. You can't put all the fat people where the wings are. you got to spread them out. It's basic stuff. It's basic physics. But because fat people are so crucial to the aerodynamic flow of the airplane, we believe fat people should get a discount, Mr. Producer. Now, you'll hear it said, I don't want to sit next to a fat person. They're reaching over the arm thing. I don't have my seat. It's tight enough. Hey, let them buy two seats. Excuse me. But for our willingness to be strategically placed on airplanes, you wouldn't be flying. So who the hell do you think you're talking about? Anyway, Joe Biden. He said what he said. Say it, play it again, Mr. Producer. But look fat. You there? Look fat. Look. But look fat. Wow. Man of the people. lunch bucket Joe. (laughs) Joe Biden goes around like he's a tough guy. This guy's a tough guy. He's a joke. But he's leading the Democrat Party. And here's the thing. This is why they're trying to take out Trump. They know that their candidates suck. Now we have candidates who are dropping out because their own Democrats, their own base won't fund them. Doesn't support them. Their own states, in the case of Kamala Harris, don't support them. Now, what's the complaint? What's Cory Booker's complaint? What's Castro's complaint? Look at all these white people here. Where's the diversity? Do you understand Cory Booker believes there should be affirmative action for the presidency of the United States? This guy's an idiot. Now, if you listen to him, you would think he actually grew up in an impoverished area. He didn't. He grew up in a fairly wealthy area with a lot of white people. It's true. Nothing wrong, right or wrong. I'm just stating a fact. And then I ask all the losers, you know, Liz Warren. I want to get
4: rid of the money. Uh,
0: Liz, settle down. Would you choose Kamala Harris as a running? Of course I would. She's fabulous. Wonderful. Her 2% is unbelievable. There's Joe Biden. Franco Harris, he's not... No, Joe, Kamala Harris. Kamala? Sure, sure, she'd be great at uh, running mate. So, you see how the lily-white Democrat candidates treat Kamala Harris? She's vice presidential material. Just not president. Of course we would want a woman, woman of color... Elizabeth Warren's a woman of no color. Joe Biden's not a woman. At least I don't think he identifies as a woman. Tough guy. Man of no color. So she got the whole genitalia color thing, and that's good. It's good for a vice presidential guy. But I like this. Why is Cory Booker still running for president, Mr. Producer? Nobody wants him. Nobody. And then I love it. The problem for Kamala Harris is there's a double standard because she's a woman and a woman of color. No, she's a United States senator. But because she can't be president, at least not now, it's because of the system. Because of genitalia. Because of pig, uh, skin pigmentation. And yet, of course, there's Obama. was elected president, two terms. I want to thank John McCain and Mitt Romney. Uh, He was elected. Forget about him. He wasn't a woman. Oh, okay. And then they talk about Pete Buttigieg. Well, he's not a woman. He's a gay guy who's married to a husband. I guess he can go around and say, you know what? One of the reasons I'm number one is because, you know, people are discriminating against me. You're running for president of the United States. Cut out the crap about genitalian skin. Actually try and win on the merits. I'll be right back. This is Mark Levin wishing you a very Merry Christmas. Now back to the best of me.
1: The establishment's worst nightmare. Mark Levin. Call in now. 877-381-3811. Well, it's a
0: pleasure to have as a special guest Brian Hook. He's the special representative for Iran and senior policy advisor to the Secretary of State, Secretary Pompeo. How are you, sir?
3: I'm great, Mark. Thanks for having me on.
0: Well, it's my pleasure. Iran seems to be close to disintegration here. It's got a very corrupt government. Uh, It is very hostile to the United States, Israel, Gulf state countries and so forth. As you well know, they export terror. What is the status of Iran, and what what is Europe doing to help us to to contain this country?
3: That's a very good summary, and I'll give you my assessment. Right now, Iran is experiencing its deadliest political unrest in its 40-year history of the Islamic Republic. You have a death toll that could be uh, more than 1,000 innocent Iranians. Mm -hmm. There are 2,000 Iranians who have been injured, and the regime has jailed 7,000. Wow. Mm -hmm. And you compare that to 2009 with the Green Revolution, during that 10-month period, there were 72 people that died. So the regime has never seen anything like this. Its own people are tired of the regime uh, squandering all of their wealth on sectarian warfare around the Middle East in exactly the way that you described it, whether it's Hamas, in um, or, or Hezbollah, or the Shia proxies in Iraq and Syria, or the Houthis in Yemen. The, the regime has wasted many billions of dollars exporting revolution.
0: Oh, uh, now let me ask you something. I've been following this. The United States, we've done a hell of a good job under President Trump and Secretary Pompeo really uh, you know, using economic sanctions and so forth. But there are still a handful of waivers out there that we, are st- we still have in place? Are we going to withdraw those or lift those?
3: Well, the only... Um, Secretary Pompeo ended um, the, 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 one, of the, one of the remaining uh, ones on the nuclear program in Fordo. After the regime announced that it would start... <clears throat> it, res- it would resume enrichment, um, Secretary Pompeo then ended that. The only... I think there are two or three waivers that are still in place, but those those are restricting Iran's nuclear program. If at any point we see any evidence to suggest that 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 policy rationale is being undermined, we will end the waivers. Mm -hmm.
0: But no plan to end those additional waivers right now?
3: Well, right now they're on a pretty short clock. And so um, right now they are... The beauty of this, the president got out of the Iran deal. So we are under no restrictions. But -hmm. the regime is under restrictions. Um, because you still have the Europeans in the deal and the Chinese and the Russians. Now the regime has violated the Iran nuclear deal four times, and I think this is a deal that's on uh, that's on life support. And mm-hmm. we would like to see the Europeans uh, join us, and to some extent they have demanding a new and better agreement so that we can address Iran's nuclear threats, its missile threats, and its regional aggression, and also its arbitrary detention of American citizens.
0: I I don't understand the Europeans, I must say, uh, sir. Uh, I, I, I don't understand it. Are they not looking at the same country and the same leadership we are?
3: It's very hard to appreciate the scope of threats that Iran presents to peace and security while you're inside the Iran nuclear deal and trying to save it. Mm -hmm. And this is the same phenomenon we saw in the Obama administration when, in order to save and protect the deal, they would look the other way on Iran's regional aggression and on its missile proliferation and its missile testing. And, unfortunately, that's what the Iran nuclear deal encourages. The Iran nuclear deal has come at the expense of regional peace and security.
0: There's a recent report that says that Iran has moved missile systems into Iraq to make it more difficult for, say, Israel to hit them. Is that true?
3: Well, some of this stuff is classified and so I can't Well, uh,
0: well, if you can't comment, I understand.
3: No, but I'm, I'm happy to at least say that this is not the first article that we've seen. There was a story that Reuters filed in August talking about Iran proliferating missiles. Um, so uh, today I announced that the Department of Defense interdicted, a weapons shipment, including sophisticated missiles, off the coast of um, Oman. And we think that this was bound for Yemen uh, to help the Houthis. And so whether it's missiles in Iraq to their proxies or missiles to uh, Hezbollah, they have over 100,000 rockets and missiles. We're trying to reverse so many of these gains that were made by Iran uh, during the Obama years.
0: What do you say to people? who say, well, what's the problem? That's seven or 8,000 miles away. That's not our neighborhood. What's the big deal?
3: Because in the Middle East, um, where the United States has had interests since the time of George Washington, um, Iran is the principal driver of instability and violence. Uh, now that the president has defeated ISIS, um, Iran is the principal driver of instability. In Iraq alone, Iran is responsible for the deaths of 603 American soldiers. Hmm. And so this is a regime that, since 1979, when it took all of our diplomats hostage, um, has, has had a policy of death to America. And the Iranian people, I think, and the American people have a decent amount in common. It's the regime that badly represents the Iranian people to the world. And this regime is losing the support of its people in droves.
0: And um, this regime, I I wonder if people understand, it's not only a fundamentalist regime that seeks to destroy those who disagree. And by the way, one of the answers also would be they're building ICBMs. The purpose of an ICBM is to travel thousands of miles, like to our shores, wouldn't you say?
3: Exactly. Um, We know that Iran has sought a nuclear weapon capability for some time. The Israelis conducted an amazing uh, operation into the heart of Tehran, where they uncovered an atomic archive in a warehouse that was under armed guard, and it contained half a ton of documents on uh, building a nuclear weapon. So we know that this is a regime that would like to have a nuclear weapon. The Iran nuclear deal put them on a path to accomplish that over time because the deal expires. And so this is a regime that does, as you say, they would like to have a nuclear bomb, and and, 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 and you need to have the delivery system. And that is through an intercontinental ballistic missile. And Iran has been testing various missile systems to uh, perfect its missile capability so that they can achieve an ICBM status.
1: Don't
0: you get a little frustrated sometimes when you see people in our own country, and I won't name them because I don't want to put you in a position, who make bizarre excuses for this regime, like if it wasn't for America and if it wasn't for Israel and it wasn't for, that's not how this regime operates. It's not waiting for America and Israel, is it?
3: No, it's not. And there are so many people who get it wrong. I, I remember when, when, when President Trump got out of the deal and so many of the commentariat was saying that this will cause the Iranian people to rally around the flag and support the regime. It is the exact opposite. You had protests in 100 cities. None of them were protests in the United States uh, or, or President Trump. These are all anti-regime protests. The the As, as President Trump said, I think quite eloquently, the longest-suffering victims of the Iranian regime are the Iranian people. Mm-hmm. And so we're, we're doing everything we can with a new policy to shrink Iran's expansion, to reverse its power projection, to weaken the regime, to weaken its proxies, so that Iran behaves more like a normal country and less like a revolutionary cause.
0: Are you, to the extent you can comment on this, are you still being undermined by the previous administration or individuals who were in the previous administration who treat the Iran deal like the bridge and the bridge over the River Kwai. Do you understand what I mean? They, they will defend that damn bridge no matter what.
3: Well, the Iran nuclear deal for a lot of people um, around the world has is, is become an article of faith. And the president was right to get out of the deal um, and I, I've, we have a very strong Iran action group uh, in the State Department that reports directly to Secretary Pompeo. We work very closely uh, across the State Department with a range of offices and with the White House and DOD, and there is, there is a, 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 a very strong esprit de corps in support of, of the president's policies, and we've been having a lot of success.
0: And the president truly has been the one great leader on this subject worldwide, hasn't he?
3: Yeah, on Iran, um, he really came in right away. We started putting in place uh, sanctions against the regime. Getting out of the deal allowed us to put sanctions on Iran's oil and on its banking. And we have collapsed Iran's oil exports. We've collapsed um, foreign direct investment, petrochemical exports, precious and industrial metals. This is a regime that is now probably at negative 13 or 14 percent GDP and under the Iran nuclear deal, they were flush with cash. And that money doesn't go to the Iranian people. It goes to their proxies around the Middle East. And so even the New York Times and the Washington Post this year have acknowledged, begrudgingly possibly, that Iran's proxies today are much weaker than when we took office almost three years ago.
0: Here's what I meant to ask you. Um, <clears throat> people need to realize that Iran is not a, a, this fundamentalist regime, as we're well aware. But that it's really like a mob outfit. That is, that the mullahs break up the economy, they break up geographic areas, where they actually control regions, control industries like the mob, right?
3: Exactly, Mark. Uh, I have described it as a corrupt religious mafia. Mm -hmm. And it rules on the basis of brute force, intimidation, terror, and fear. And over the last 40 years, they have continually lost almost every segment of their society. And in these protests that we saw over the last two weeks, nine seminaries were, were burned to the ground. Mm-hmm. They are now, even even the, even the people, are now no longer even supporting the clerics, the working class, who were the core of these protests are burning down the seminaries. So this regime has lost every constituency in support of the revolution. And two-thirds of the Iranian people were born after the revolution. And mm-hmm. I think... They want to move on, and they would like their country back.
0: Talking to Brian Hook, special rep for Iran and senior policy advisor to the Secretary of State. I have one one final question for you. Tell the American people underscore this: What are they doing? And they're mostly college kids, but they're not pri- they're not exclusively ch- college kids. It's across the whole uh, culture. But what are they doing to these kids? Killing them, torturing them, raping them?
3: You mean in Iran with the protests? Yeah. Well, we have had, uh, today I announced that we know of at least a dozen uh, children who were murdered by the regime. These are 13- and 14-year-olds. Many of the women are now in some of these prisons um, that uh, foster a climate of rape and abuse. Um, We we have video of a massacre in one of the towns in Iran where there were people blocking a road. The Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps, which is like the Praetorian Guards for the Supreme Leader, came in, killed the people blocking the road. Those who fled went into a marshland. The regime came up in trucks with guns mounted on the roofs and mowed them down. Good. And they are...
0: Uh, Almost like Nazi Germany, quite frankly.
3: You know, it is reminiscent of that, in terms of just the brutality and, 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 and the lethality. It, uh, mm-hmm. This is unprecedented. And so this is the deadliest political unrest in the, in the regime's history. We support the Iranian people and their desire for a more representative government. And if, if that can take place, we will make an enormous contribution to a Middle East that is much more peaceful and stable.
0: Well, I want to thank you. And you're welcome here anytime. I want to thank the Secretary of State. I want to thank the President of the United States for taking this on, because we have uh, elements in our own country that are apologists for this regime uh, or uh, who are attacking the United States and say that we encourage these sorts of things. This is an enemy, from my perspective, an enemy state. Mm-hmm. And once they get ICBMs with nuclear warheads, we have a hell of a huge problem on our hands, even bigger than exists today. So keep up the good work, sir.
3: Well, thank you for supporting uh, our policy, and thanks for having me on.
0: You bet. You take care. This is a big deal, Iran. You know, we talk, well, it's so far away, it doesn't matter. No, it matters. Far away doesn't matter. It can reach us if it wants to reach us. All right. Let's see here. Here we go. Oh, I love this. Omaha Steaks. Oh, my Lord. Omaha Steaks. It's America's original butcher, bringing families together since 1917. Order with complete confidence today, right now. Omaha Steaks is sharing an amazing limited-time holiday offer with you, my listeners, to get a jump on your holiday shopping. Listen to this. Go to omahasteaks.com, enter code LEVIN. That's crucial so you get the deal. L-E-V-I-N in the search bar to order the favorite gift package. The favorite gift package everyone will love for only $69.99. Order now and you'll get this. Four six-ounce bacon-wrapped filet mignons. The most tender steak in the world. Four savory premium pork chops. Four Obama, excuse me, four Omaha Steak burgers. Four perfectly browned potatoes au gratin. Four made-from-scratch caramel apple tartlets. An Omaha Steak signature seasoning packet. I'm I'm like salivating here. Plus, only for you, my listeners, a free six-piece cutlery set and cutting board. All this delicious food, plus the free cutlery set They'll enjoy for years to come for only $69.99. Omaha Steaks, they're the most tender, most flavorful. I know, we eat them here in the Levin household. And you can only get steaks of this quality from Omaha Steaks, America's original butcher. Omaha Steaks are guaranteed to be the most tender steaks you've ever had. Again, order now and you can get the favorite gift holiday package, plus the free six-piece cutlery set and cutting board, only $69.99. Just go to omahasteaks.com, type in Levin, L E V I N, in the search bar. Don't wait. This offer ends soon. Omahasteaks.com, type Levin into the search bar, order the gift everyone will love, order the favorite gift package today. We'll be right back.
1: Mark Levin.
0: This is the best of Mark Levin. Merry Christmas. America's biotech industry is under attack because the two socialist health care plans we've been following, the Pelosi plan in the House and the Grassley-Wyden plan in the Senate, are both still very much alive. But they need to be defeated. They need to be crushed because both plans enact socialist price controls to demand that drug companies, that they set prices for drug companies at a level determined by the government. Now, you and I both know that allowing the government to control private industry pricing hurts companies and their ability to hire, lower prices, make new products. In other words, it sticks it to the consumer. So why do they want to increase the cost of making drugs? Why do they want rationing? Why do they want to limit the availability of cutting-edge drugs? Why do they want to turn us into France, for God's sakes? Worse, the Pelosi plan and the Grassley-Wyden plan, as written would destroy America's robust biotech industry and the jobs of those who have developed so many of the drug treatments millions depend on. They would, they would eliminate the investments needed to develop tomorrow's breakthrough treatments for people with cancer and diabetes and so many other deadly diseases. When are we going to learn? When are these politicians going to cut it out? Never! We have to send them a message. But maybe they can find a cure for socialism. Get the facts. Go to TrueHealthCareFacts.com, TrueHealthCareFacts.com, TrueHealthCareFacts.com. Hamid, San Jose, California, 870 The Answer, the great KRLA, where we are live and national. Go.
5: Good evening, Mr. Levine. Uh, Yes, sir. My suggestion uh, regarding Iran is do not do anything. Let people take care of them. Mm-hmm. by the time that they are hoping and willing doing everything in order for somebody to attack them then they have an excuse to uh, to stay in power at this moment they don't mm-hmm. the only thing is happening right now is the policy president trump put to effect it is working if they last a little bit longer if this policy stays in in uh, in effect Less than six months, I guarantee you, is going to be Iraq, is going to be Lebanon, it's going to be Iran, it's going to change.
0: All yes. right, Hamid. Thank you, my friend. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, emergency personnel, and all those who help this country. And we want to salute the Republicans in the House of Representatives. They are doing a hell of a job. And I want to salute you. God bless each and every one of you. And I'll see you tomorrow. Take care.